0: this is the blood red podcast from the liverpool echo giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from anfield welcome to the liverpool.com podcast i am your host mo stewart and i'm joined by ben Shack and keith mcdonald now for all of you liverpool fans out there you'll know the liverpool just kept on rolling the momentum is great at the moment two wins this week to take us up to six on the bounce as we head into this champions league clash with Inter Milan and not only that we've all been very pleased to see that we've actually got a fully fit squad for the first time since the 2019 Champions League final which is obviously also a very good day now this is a cause for celebration but I do feel like we need to get a little bit James Martin about this as well because with even the best things there are some bad consequences now the Burnley game is a really good example Ben I'll start with you um, Curtis Jones and Joe Gomez, two players, fantastically talented young English players, considered to be the future of this club still by the coaching staff, couldn't get into the squad against Burnley. Now we've obviously got an embarrassment of riches. It's a deep squad. It's a good thing, but we've also been a very strong squad in terms of chemistry, team spirit, and we're going to need that going into the running. So. Do you think that this could become a problem if you've got players of that quality who aren't even getting on the bench?
1: Um, I don't think so, especially in the case of Gomez and Jones. You know, uh, the your context matters in this case. And for example, Jones, he started the last game against Leicester. Mm-hmm. So he, he still has opportunities to play. It's not like he's completely, you know, exiled from the team. He He's still involved. And I think he'll understand you know, maybe Klopp communicated to him that that performance against Leicester wasn't quite what he was expecting. And I'm sure he will be involved in the Champions League tie, you know, with the five substitutions as well. I'm sure we'll see Jones at some point against Inter Milan. And then with Gomez, you know, he, he's just coming back from an injury, COVID on top of that as well. And he he know he will know, and as, as the same with Jones as well, they will know that they're still the
0: future of this club and Mm. it just takes time for both of them. I mean, you say that, I'm not 100% convinced they, I mean, for Curtis, yes, for sure. The thing is, Kiefer, we keep seeing these rumours of Joe Gomez um, reportedly being moving away. We've seen Aston Villa, we've seen Real Madrid, we've seen many other fantastic big clubs coming in for what is undoubtedly a big talent and Ben is correct to say that he is still coming back from injury but there's a kind of an unlucky element to this here as well, because obviously he was out injured last year. Matip was out injured last year. They've both kind of come back at the same time. Matic came back a little bit first, but there's also this other fella, Canate, who's come into the mix. So it's not quite as simple as being saying, OK, just wait your turn. or will get his chances. It matters about the kind of minutes, not just the minutes, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, 100%. I mean, Gomez is the one that I do worry about the most. I think I think Ben touched on it there about Curtis Jones, and I think I think he's absolutely spot on. You know, he, he's played since the turn of the year, but Gomez has struggled for minutes this year. And like you say, him and Matip, they never they never fit at the same time. So they almost like profit off one another um, in a sense, don't they? We, we saw it in the in the Champions League winning season. Gomez obviously did his leg at Burnley, didn't he? And then Matip came in and, and partnered Van Dijk for the rest of that season, and then over the course of the, the title winning season the following year, um, it was Gomez who partnered Van Dijk for, for most of that. Um, so for them all to be kind of fit and firing, you know, he's great and it's great for Klopp to have the headache. But in terms of Gomez, he must be kind of thinking now, where 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 is my future? It's a World Cup year. We know he hasn't had the best of luck with with major tournaments. You know, he he has missed a few, I think, missed a World Cup, didn't he? With, he well, he's not been to a, a major tournament with England. No. And he, he seems to, whenever he's been in contention to maybe, you know, get a starting place in the squad or, you know, certainly be nailed on for a place in Southgate squad. He always seems to pick up an injury. So that will no doubt be playing on his mind. You know, he'll only have to look at Jesse Lingard last year, what he did. He went to West Ham and kind of fired himself straight into contention, didn't he? He Obviously he didn't get into the the final squad, but he he was very close, wasn't he? So, yeah, um, I don't think anyone would have expected Van Dijk to play as many games as he has so far this season. So I think that obviously comes into it. You know, he's been back to his best, um, and he has been now for a few months. There seems to be no hangover from the injury, which obviously Klopp would have been cautious about. Hence why he signed Canate, hence why he kept Phillips um, in the summer. Um, and Matip again, he's, he's another one. He's, he's strung two or three games a week. And, and no one would have expected that. You know, you would have thought it would have been one in, one out kind of thing. And and then Canate, he's at the ground running, obviously had that fantastic performance at Old Trafford. Um, so he's kind of he's taken to the Premier League like a duck to water. And obviously, yes, there's been there's been a few moments where he's been caught out or you know, his position has been slightly off. But on the whole, we you know you'd say he showed really promising signs. So you'd think long term it'd be him and him and Gomez, who, you know, are gonna be Liverpool's future in, in four or five years, but how do you sell that to Gomez? How do you say, look, you're not going to play now, but you know, in yeah. two years or three years, when when Van Dijk starts to slow down, you're going to play because you know Gomez has missed enough football as it is. I think I saw the other day he's 133 Liverpool appearances, but he's missed 136 through injury. So you know that's, that's just telling. Um, You know he needs to get minutes in his legs and and he just he needs to start playing games. And obviously he's been left out of the squad for Leicester. And he was left out of the squad for Burnley. As Ben touched on then the Champions League's got five five substitutions, so he could feature on Wednesday night. But is, does he want to come on for the final five minutes? In you know, is, is that any use to him? Is that any is that any use to anybody? Um obviously Williams going out on loan means that he could play at fullback, but again, he sees himself as as a as a central mm-hmm. defender long term. So, you know, playing as Trent's deputy is 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 again, is that any use to anyone? Probably not. So I think there's a, a really interesting decision that's got to be made this summer with with Joe Gomez and his future because I'm surprised I, I say I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't push for a move in January. But I could kind of see maybe Clock maybe sweet talked to him and said, look, you know, it's it's potentially a ticking time bomb before you get minutes, you know, someone's gonna pull up injured. But if that doesn't happen between now and May, you know, we want Matik to stay fit, we want Van Dyke to stay fit, we want my uh Canate to stay fit. But if that happens it kind of it makes it hard for for Gomez, so it is, it is a warrior I do think.
0: This is the problem with having larger squads and this is probably one of the reasons why Klopp has been so reluctant to do it in the past but to continue on this road obviously the biggest card he has in his pocket is to say hey guys we've still got plenty of games we've still got four competition to go in as you mentioned before Ben so potentially if Liverpool reach all three finals that's 26 games However, if they don't, if they go out of um, all of the, the domestic cups, well, they go out of the FA Cup and the Champions League, obviously the League Cup are already at the final. That's 18 games. Now, obviously, that's still a lot of games, Ben, but as Kiefer kind of intimated, there's game time and then there's game time. There's maybe getting 65 to 70 minutes in the FA Cup at centre-half versus maybe getting three minutes of injury time at right-back when we're trying to defend a lead. So not all minutes are created equal. And if those are the minutes you're always going to be getting, it does start to make an effect on the player's mentality because once we get to the start of the season, most teams do start to play their strongest eleven in most possible games. That's how it normally goes. So there may well be more than just Gomez, who's getting a bit frustrated. I think of the likes of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain Naby cater, these are guys who are in contract seasons, let's not forget. So these things that maybe they had previously kind of not bothered them as much, this becomes a little bit more important at times like this, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. I mean, every footballer wants to play football. Like, you, you wouldn't be a footballer if you didn't want to play. So uh, that is going to be of importance to them. But at the same time, I think every footballer wants to win trophies. And the fact that they're part of this Liverpool team who are competing on all four front fronts at the moment and you have this great momentum behind them right now, like Liverpool look quite good and quite strong heading into the League Cup final and the FA Cup and the Champions League ties. Um, I think they'll realise and, and, and they'll be content with as much of a role as as they've had leading up until this point. And Mm -hmm. like you say, I think injuries will inevitably play a part uh, with Liverpool. This is kind of a freak scenario at the moment It It is. It it hasn't happened a lot under Klopp. I think Klopp's mentioned that a few times in his press conferences as well, that this is a a new problem for him, a new headache. And I, I don't think it will last a very long time.
0: It's weird, though, because injuries are the thing that you can never predict when they're going to come. You have to game plan for them. And obviously, last season, we saw the extreme example of that. And we've kind of now safeguarded against that happening again. But we have to remember, that was so extreme that it probably won't happen again. But you are right. Like, the injuries element does kind of make it so much harder to be able to say what's exactly going to happen. And it might be... I mean... You don't want to be in a situation where you're hoping for injuries, particularly within the squad. You don't want to be in a situation, for example, uh, a Simicass is just sitting there watching Robertson in training, going, "How's your ankle there? Did it look like you went over there?" Ooh. You don't want that in, in in getting seeping into people's minds. I'm being slightly facetious here, but Ben, you know what I'm saying here. You like, it can be creating a problem, particularly when we get to finals. So the League Cup final, for example. Do we think Klopp's going to play his strongest 11 for that game? Obviously, he's already mentioned Kavin Kelly has going to start in goal. But also, do you think he has a strongest 11, the Champions League finals lineup, as they used to call it? That's a good question. I
1: think um, it'll be interesting with the firstly, the League Cup final, uh, because you have someone like Takumi Minamino, for example, who didn't start the last semi-final game against Arsenal but he was integral to the way um, Liverpool got to the final really Uh, I think he's still the top goal scorer for Liverpool for sure I think in in that competition so um, and then obviously he didn't even make the squad uh, against Burnley at at the weekend so it's going to be interesting my intro (laughs) (laughs) Uh, whereas you have the likes of Salah and Mane, who I don't think have featured in the League Cup yet, uh, who are, you know, given the fact that it's Chelsea, are probably going to start or be involved in that game. So, yeah, it, it's an interesting one at how Minamino will feel about it as well. We don't really know. I mean, he's he decided to stay at the club in January and fight mm-hmm. for his place. And I think a lot of that, the main incentive behind that was to, to win a trophy at Liverpool because, um, I feel like he would. He feels that he has contributed a lot this season. And in all fairness to him, he has. Uh, that, that's, the, that's the difficult part at the moment with all of Liverpool's players. Like, if there was someone who was out of form or not doing as well, it, it, then you'd say Klopp is entitled to drop them. But at the moment, Divock Origi's doing well when he's playing. Minamino scoring goals when he's coming on. Oxlade-Chamberlain stepped up in Salah. Uh, at Salah's absence, he scored two in the Premier League mm-hmm. in that time. Um, Curtis Jones is playing well when he's playing. It, 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 it's it's a hard decision at the moment.
0: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. It is a hard decision. And these are all extremely competitive animals. So they're not going to want to give an inch to even, even their own teammates. And it's a difficult one for Klopp to kind of manage. Kiefer, isn't it? Because we've also got the dynamic of some of the players who've been superb for Liverpool in winning all these trophies. Their place in the hierarchy is slowly beginning to be disturbed for the first time. Think of the likes of Firmino. You could almost put Mane in that category if Diaz does take off. You could almost put Jordan Henderson in that category as well. Some of what we've seen so far this season. Now, obviously, Henderson himself is a a leader of this team and Mane is clearly a leader as well. We've seen it with the Senegal, but that has the potential to change the dynamic, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I think at the minute it feels like Liverpool are like in a transition period. So obviously the, the, the average age of the squad is, is slowly getting down and down over the, the last couple of windows. Obviously you look at Canate, um, you look at Jotti, you look at Diaz, you look at the front three there or 29 Obviously, contracts are, are up for debate and and who knows what will happen with them and, and who will sign. Um, obviously, you know, we know that Liverpool wants Salah to sign, but on the other two, it, it remains a bit blurred lines. You know, no one really knows. I think maybe a decision with Mane might be made in, in the coming months, maybe just see what, what effect AFCON's had on him. But I think you're right as well. I think, you know, Henderson yesterday struggled and not just to, to pick him out yesterday or single him out, because I think, you know, the conditions yesterday made it N- nigh on impossible to to, mm-hmm. to get any to get a hold on the midfield. Um but like you say there's these people who have been around for for a while and and you know not not forced out but you know you can see Jotas you know starting more games than he did last season you know Firmino's finding himself more on the bench more as more as a sub player which you know given how how he's kind of shaped Klopp's philosophy at Liverpool is 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 absolutely wild and it almost does mm-hmm. signal the start of a of a new era. Um, so in terms of strongest eleven, I think I'd say there's probably two places up for grabs I think I'd, I'd say this season I think Jota's done enough to, to dislodge Firmino I think if you were playing a Champions League final tomorrow I think Jota would get the nod um and then it's Marnie and Diaz obviously it's, it's it's early days you know to to say Diaz has done enough to, to dislodge Mane but you know in terms of profile in terms of kind of Mane's uh kind of form over the last 18 months you, you would imagine over the next six to 12 months that he would find himself playing second fiddle to to Diaz. And then the midfield, you know, it feels like Thiago and Fabinho have got that nailed two out of the three spots, even, even though Thiago's, you know, 30 or 31 himself. And it feels like it is Henderson's spot on the right of the three that, you know, is potentially up for grabs, you know, between the likes of Javier Oxley, chamberlain Curtis Jones, even Navi Keita. So, so as you say, they're all, you know, entering uh, a pivotal moment in in the kind of contracts, you know, I think uh, well, Oxen and Naby are up next summer, so you know we, we could see over the over the coming weeks and months that if if Liverpool do want to keep Navigator and, and sign him down to a new deal and, and even convince him, you know he might not be convinced from his time at Liverpool so far. So it could be that you know he he's he makes up the three with with Fabinho and Thiago. So it's certainly an interesting moment in time for Liverpool because I think there's been so much you know made of a rebuild and. and and, you know the job that people have to do after clock but we're we're seeing it now right before our eyes we're seeing it it take place which is which is great because it means that you know it won't end up something like what happened at united where you kind of get to the end of a manager's spell and you've got players with 30 you know 34 whatever 33 32 and you you have to clear it all out at once but if you kind of do it over a few windows it it does obviously make make it a make it a hell of a lot easier but yeah it certainly is like as as ben pointed out to it certainly is a a difficult time you know to, to kind of promise minutes and and it also I think it goes back to what Klopp has you know what he, what has he said to the likes of Minamino obviously we know that he's starting Keller in the final but if he said to Minamino and Origi at the start of the season you will play whoever you know whoever mm-hmm. we come up against and that's a different issue but if he's just said you know we're going to take it round by round see you know see who we get I think he's entitled to to, to go with his strongest 11 in, in the final because at the end of the day You've got to be ruthless to win trophies. I think the goalkeeper, obviously Kelleher. You know, we we know he's good enough to to deputise for Alison. He, he was superb at Chelsea at the start of 2022, wasn't he? Um, but obviously, you know, the drop off between maybe Minamino or and and you know Salah Jota and 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 uh, Mane is is huge. So I think you've maybe in this instance it might be that cloth has to be has to be mean to be nice kind of thing. You know, to to kind of get the trophy and.
0: And that's the thing. We see him as the smiling, happy club who can occasionally get grumpy with with the wrong people if they ask the wrong questions. But he has to be hard and ruthless within his own dressing room, Ben, as well. So we don't know what he said to the likes of Minamino, particularly, as you mentioned before, he was thinking about moving in January. Maybe he said to him, no, you'll get games. And maybe he's had to maybe change his mind about a few things. But each of these players have got their own individual ambitions, even within the team structure. And Liverpool's mantra for a long time has been, your individual honours will come through team achievement. And to a large extent, that's been proven correct. Obviously, Van Dijk, Salah have had lots of awards over the course of their time in Liverpool, Jordan Henson as well. But Salah, we mentioned Afcon earlier, he was desperate to get that title as a missing piece of his Ballon d'Or puzzle. So he's going to be trying to channel all of that into a desire to have an even more spectacular club season to try and make up the balance. So he's going to be going all out for the golden boot. He's going to be going all out for player of the year. Now, at the moment, he's clear in the player in the golden boot. He's probably clear in the player of the year as well. So that's not a problem. But what happens if someone starts catching him? And for example, we've got a Champions League semi-final and there's a league game beforehand. Klopp wants to rest him for the Champions League semi-final. He wants that golden boot. And what happens if the guy chasing him just happens to be his teammate, who is playing in that particular game, by the way? I mean, I don't know. It's
1: a massive hypothetical scenario. I
0: mean, it's, that me. it's a hypothetical scenario, but you can see a world where Jota starts catching him and Mo really wants that golden boot. Don't don't let his smile fool you. And it might become a situation where Klopp is going to have to say, "I'm going to have to save your legs." Because look at all of the extra time periods he played in Afcon; he's come straight back. But there is going to have to be a time at some point in the season where Klopp's going to have to look after him. And we've seen the Mo doesn't always take kindly to that, does he? And that uh, absolutely. I mean. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one.
1: What either way, what happens? Um, Chote is four goals away from him in the Premier League goal-scoring charts. So yeah, not too far away now. Um, I think with Salah, he always wants to play, and he we haven't really seen him being rotated ever since he's been at Liverpool. Uh, the only time we saw him, you know, come off the bench recently is when he came back from Afcon and. Uh, Klopp was cautious about starting him, so I don't think I worry about Klopp dropping him too much. I can see, I can
0: see Klopp dropping Jota more now, uh, <laughs> just because. I mean, he, it's like, resting, very much resting, not dropping, very yeah. different. <laughs> resting.
1: Yeah, resting, well, exactly, and and I think the the thing with that is in Salah's favor as well is with Jota, you have Firmino who can come in, or potentially even Minamino, or on the left now you have diaz or shoto we can drift out to the left in place of money whereas with salah we don't really have anyone who can play that right wing slot mm-hmm. to very well anyway i mean fair play to oxford chamberlain for scoring two goals in there when he was playing there in the premier league but um i don't know on a consistent basis i think salah is still by far and away the best. Right. Option, whereas, Oks, of...
0: He can do a job though, won't he? That's yeah. the thing. He'll be like, hey, I've already done it. I've got two goals in the pocket. Let me have them. And yes. yeah, I mean, he's that kind of jokey, jovial kind of guy who will probably turn it into a joke anyway. But there'll be some truth in it. I mean, we've seen, Kiefer, other teams have fallen foul of this. I mean, that, like I said before, there is a reason Klopp likes a small squad because I'm thinking particularly of the history of Chelsea in, in pretty much all of the last 20 years, but also Manchester City as well. If you think back to last summer, you had Raheem Sterling, Bernardo Silva, Aymeric Laporte, all unhappy with their minutes, all looking to leave. Now, obviously, none of those three did leave, and at the moment, they're probably quite glad that they didn't. But let's fast forward to the end of this season now and look at this Liverpool squad if some of them didn't get the minutes that they're after, particularly as the contract negotiations may well still be going on as we speak, do you see more of them maybe saying, I need to move on, it's time for me to go now?
2: Yeah, 100% because, as Ben said, all all footballers want to play, don't they? That is the bottom line, that's the basics of it. Um, You know, there'll there'll be a few who are, you know, in the last 18 months of their contract who, you know, have got decisions to make and pretty big ones, you know, in the the likes of Firmino and Mane, it's probably going to be, Either if they stay at Liverpool, it's probably gonna be their last big contract, or they're gonna go elsewhere, somewhere in Europe, you'd imagine, and, and try and get that big contract somewhere else. Um, i look at the likes of Oxley, Chamberlain and Naby K to obviously both expire next summer. I'd be very surprised if both of them stay. So I think you've got you're gonna lose one there. You know, we've we've touched on Joe Gomez as well. Obviously, his contract's twenty-four, but still he he's not played for for the best part of nine months on a consistent basis. And so he's got a decision to make. So, as as you said, you could be looking at something similar to Manchester City, and where you have got you know three or four players who have been kind of linchpins in the side. You know that they are looking to move on because you know the game time isn't there. And, and and like like you said, Klopp tends to operate with a with a smaller squad. You know Liverpool don't do tend to do a lot of business in in one window. It's 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 over a gradual period of time because as we've seen now with a fully fit squad, you've got four you know Premier League standard players. You could do a job for you know anywhere from probably sixth onwards you know they're not getting in the squads and so it's it's there's, there's plenty of decisions to make but at the, the, the same time with that is like you say there's, there's injuries and I think last year would have really scarred Klopp and, and Liverpool you know I think I think they will have had to take that cautious approach because you know if, if you had said that at the start of last season oh you know you'd lose all three centre-halves and you'd be playing Jordan Henderson and Fabinho and you'd loan a laddie from the bottom of the Bundesliga and you know oh, Reese Williams and Nat Phillips are going to you know start a handful of games in the Premier League together you would have been like you're absolutely you're absolutely mad but it happened yeah. so I think you've also you've got to be you've got to be sceptic of the you know the amount of games the amount of minutes that people are playing and and the risk of that is injuries, um, so yeah. Over the next you know eighteen months, there's there's a lot of decisions to be made at Liverpool you know and players' futures and and like I said, the other side of that is that Liverpool can recoup some money that they've some of the outlay that they have put into those mm-hmm. players and and that can help you know strengthen other areas. As Ben touched on there, you you'd probably look at a right sided forward is probably the only weakness at the minute. I know Jot has done a stint there, Oxay Chamberlain has, but in Terms of like someone who can come in and kind of replicate the same play style as Salah and, and also replicate not the numbers obviously because I don't think there's anyone who could do that but almost make it as Ben said you know what we've got with Marnie and Diaz now where you've got two comfortable options that you're happy to, to drop in and out you know if you have got a Champions League semi final that you need to win on a Wednesday but you've also got a game that you must win in the Premier League on a Sunday you're happy to to, to play one in one on one and one on the other so I think if you know losing some of the players from elsewhere in the squad, losing the ball, cutting it down, that could that could help Liverpool invest um, elsewhere.
0: I think that's a very fair point as well. We've seen that something that FSG do kind of stick to, that there needs to be as much uh, notice on the out tray as the in tray, I think it's fair to say. Now, this has been a very hu- widely hypothetical show, and I'm sure that there are some of you out there going, you lot are mads. These guys love each other. We've seen it for the last three or four seasons. They're not going to get upset with someone else getting in the team ahead of them. they're going to be pleased. They're going to know they can come off the bench and make a difference. These guys are mentality monsters for a reason, Ben, aren't they? And we have to bear in mind that Klopp does pay attention to the attitude and mentality when he's finding these players. So you could say we are a little bit better protected than some of those other teams I mentioned. I
1: think so as well. And, and Klopp's sort of, um, he, he is someone who's very good as a man manager. You know, uh, he, he, that's been highlighted by a lot of people. He, he is good, he's, he's a human person. Mm. He, he can deal well with human beings. And that's been present in his press conferences and, and, and the way he handles everything on and off the pitch. So I, that's why I, I wouldn't worry too much in terms of the harmony. You also have the likes of Henderson and Milner in there who, who are players who, you know, who are very good at helping the younger players, uh, for example. Uh, the likes of Elliot and Jones and um, Salah as well has been particularly good with that. And, and they will give them advice and guidance about, you know, it, what to do when you are frustrated and, and uh, how to deal with those things. And, uh, you know... If at the end of the year uh, someone like Chamberlain or Cater does want to leave, I don't think it's the end of the world for Liverpool. Like Keith said, we can hopefully recoup some money from them. In the case of Chamberlain, particularly, I think he's going to be turning 29 uh, this year. So, you know, he he is someone who, you know, Liverpool could trade for a potentially younger player um, who, who could be a sort of long term option for Klopp. Um, And I think it is that if Liverpool are going to get some money for those kind of players, this is the last opportunity, not just because their contract is running out, but also in terms of their age and profile.
0: Mm. Well, this is a very crucial time for a lot of people going into, particularly this summer. I think there's going to be a lot of movement this summer with players reaching the final year of deals. So there is lots to consider for Jurgen Klopp. But as we have said at the top of the show, Options, broadly, is the better way to go about it. The way to solve these problems, the best way, perhaps, is to just go out and win four trophies. Then either way, if you end up leaving, you're leaving a champion. And if you stay and you get to do it all again next year. Now, Ben, Kiefer, we're going to go now, but we are going to get to do this all again next week. So thank you for today. Thank you all for listening, as ever. We'll see you again soon.